1: Comment and share. He used to carry around $100 bills and a briefcase and a gun in his pocket, and uh, that Bitcoin's a lot better than that. If you want transactions that are not witnessed by anyone and there's no notice taken, although I think anonymity, there's a scale, right? Now, I, my perspective, though, is that's an investment. As an investment, there's investors, there's speculators. Investors buy an asset because it generates cash flows. A stock, you got earnings and dividends, apartment building, you got apartments to rent, a business, you got profits. Bitcoin, you have, well, it's a speculation. A speculative thing is you buy it not because it yields any cash, but because you're thinking to sell it to an even bigger fool than yourself. And as long as the price is going up, the bubble keeps going, But when the price stops going up, there's no reason to buy it anymore. For an asset investment, and maybe for illegal activities, there's a reason. But as investment, there's no longer reason to buy it, and it's not the case with real investments. Without the stock, if the price goes down, you want to buy more. With Bitcoin, the price goes down, and you get really nervous that the bubble's about to pop. You three, still have a
2: few time
1: if you. Oh, great! I can, I can talk forever. We've got uh, a minute,
2: 15 seconds left. Okay.
1: So the thing about uh, bubbles, you go back to the uh, we've all we've all been through we yeah, have through, we know about them, the Tulip Bulb scandal, the uh, South Seas Bubble, the dot-com bubble, and now, years from now, we're gonna look back at the, at the Bitcoin bubble, okay? And I'm not saying you can't make money trading Bitcoin, you can, just like some people made money trading uh, Tulip bulbs, some people made money trading South Seas stocks, some people made money trading dot-com stocks, but on average, since there's no cash flow, on average, the average investor in any of those things is going to lose money. Now it doesn't mean it's not fun, it's not exhilarating, there's not people who make profits. We I mean, were here in Las Vegas, right? People love to gamble, they love to make money, they regret when they lose money, and the average gambler loses money. And it's the same with Bitcoin, the average gambler is going to
3: lose money in Bitcoin. Okay, and did you
2: want to present the imposing side? I would love to. <laughs>
3: So just for the record, I think year over year I look Bitcoin's up about 170% on a 12 month basis. So just to put things in perspective. Also to put things in perspective, let's remember what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is software. It's a special kind of software because it invented a new technology and software, and that is uniqueness. See, before Bitcoin it was impossible to have a unique digital asset. That's why the most security-orientated organization in the world is admitted to getting hacked. It has integrity. The US Pentagon, the military the US, they've been hacked. Now, you would think the US military would have the best security software in the world, and you're right. And that just goes to prove that security software is not really secure. In fact, no software was secure. Bitcoin enabled software to be secure by having unique digital assets, something you couldn't replicate. If we go back in history, we see that the predominant forms of medium of exchange all had to do with messaging and communication. And we know gold goes back at least 3,000 years. Uh, Lydia, Western Turkey now, um, it was revered by the Egyptians, but not used as money. We've seen it in pellet form hundreds of thousands of years ago, and we've also seen clay, ledger, tablets, tokens, tens of thousands of years old, hundreds of thousands of years old. So these concepts are very old. And just looking at the facts, gold is incredibly liquid, 200 billion a day. Bitcoin is very new, so it's not very liquid, but it is scarce. And it does something very, very important that we've also never been able to achieve before. And it enables machines to custody rule sets, because there is no central authority. There is no Bitcoin company. There is no trust or some kind of central organization. There are groups that are recognized by the broader community to be the best developers of software, and usually their software gets adopted eventually. But there's very strong economic game theory and it allows humans to no longer have the custody of trust. I mean the irony here, we're talking about Bitcoin going up and down and fiat currency and really currency that government dictates as value. And gold has been the anchor for the past 3,000 years of this forced marketplace, this government system. Bitcoin represents the first open, voluntary marketplace. There's no force when you exit, you just sell the token. That's your vote. That provides you access to the software, entries into this database. See, a Bitcoin is like talking about a ton of gold. Whereas, one one hundred millionth of a Bitcoin, the smallest unit, is kind of like talking about a grain. What is the easiest, most malleable form of gold? About a grain, maybe a gram, arguably. And in Bitcoin, it's a situation about five seconds. that's one entry into the most secure database in the world, and it's by orders of magnitude that's never been seen before. That's why Bitcoin, and small Bitcoin, be has value. Right. Now, let's uh, go across to
2: Peter now. Peter, you have three minutes to present your yeah. case.
4: Yeah, I you know, the acoustics here are pretty bad. It's really hard to understand what Andrew said, but if he was talking in favor of Bitcoin, it was probably a bunch of nonsense anyway. So it doesn't really matter. So I'll just talk to you about why I don't think it's going to work. Uh, first of all, you know, in order to be money, and ultimately that's what Bitcoin has to be, that is the promise of digital currency, that it's going to be money someday. Well, in order to be money, you have to satisfy four basic criteria. You gotta be a medium of exchange and a unit of account. That's the easy part. And yeah, I suppose I can get Bitcoin that, although it's not a very good medium of exchange, unless the person you're exchanging it with wants to keep the Bitcoin. If you actually if you actually want to get it and out of other currencies, the transaction costs can go way up. But let's skip that part. Let's go to the other two parts where Bitcoin can never succeed and therefore it can never deliver on its promise. Money needs to be a store of value. Bitcoin can never be a store of value because it has no value to store. Bitcoin is only worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. And nobody knows what somebody is going to be willing to pay for a Bitcoin tomorrow, next week, let alone next year, in five years, in ten years. Sure, the price of Bitcoin can be a lot higher, but it could also be zero. And nobody knows where it's going to fall for sure. So you don't have any kind of certainty of a store of value, which gets to the fourth aspect that is required for money is it needs to be a medium of deferred payment you have to be able to make a contract that calls for payments over time installments you have to be able to borrow and lend Uh, you know let me borrow 100 bitcoins and i'll pay you back in five years 100 bitcoins and there's a rate of interest there is no way to negotiate loans in something that's value is so highly speculative Uh, From day to day, let alone week to week, year to year. So Bitcoin is not going to be money. If it's not money, what is it? It's just a digital token. And people are speculating that one day it may function as money, but it's not functioning as money now. And there's no proof that it will ever be function. You have to function as money. You have to take this
5: gigantic leap of faith.
4: That at some point in the future, everybody is going to own Bitcoin and nobody is going to want to sell. Nobody is going to want to convert their Bitcoins into another currency. And somehow it's all going to stabilize and all the volatility is going to magically go away. And there's going to be some reliable score of value. It will never happen. I mean, the people who are promoting Bitcoin try to say, well, it's digital gold. It's, it's not digital
5: anything. It's If anything, it's digital fool's gold. Because what Bitcoin was meant to do is to pretend
4: to be gold if you look at the way bitcoin is portrayed in the media you know it's a gold coin with a p on it and you mine it even though there's no mining involved it's just a math problem uh, there isn't any real scarcity like gold, it's just that it's artificially imposed scarcity. But the most important difference is that gold actually has real value. There are things that you can do with gold. There is nothing that you can do with Bitcoin except sell it to somebody else until the somebody else doesn't want to buy it anymore, and then there's absolutely nothing you can do with it. Okay. And Jeffrey
2: Tucker, last but not least, you have three minutes to defend your position in favour of Bitcoin. It is a revolution, not a opinion Sure. Part of me is startled we're having this debate
0: still now. Eight years later it would be one thing if Bitcoin were valued at one-sixteenth of a penny as it was on October 5th 2009, which was the first posted price of Bitcoin. Or maybe when it was a dollar, people might say, oh, there's no way that this crazy new digital magic internet money is worth the same as the world's most valuable currency. Maybe when it was two dollars a lot of people sold at that way because I thought I could never get any higher than that, but folks, you know, come on. You know, I started writing about Bitcoin when it was $30, and people were screaming, bubble, 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 uh, you know, I predicted the $1,000 price, and uh, yeah, it fell to $300. Guess what? It's still an experiment. We're still in early stages. Not all technology is born with perfect valuations, but you know, this idea that, that Peter is, is trying to push on you, that that Bitcoin is uniquely speculative, because its value only extends from the mind of of human actors. I hope you understand that that is true of every single existing thing in the entire global marketplace. There's not a single price in existence that isn't a reflection of the valuations we impose on it from our minds. There is no price in existence that isn't a speculative price. The price of Bitcoin is no different from the, the price of that puppy or, 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 or Pepsi or anything else. You know, I mean, that's that's what economics is for, is, is, is to discover value and, and to, to allocate resources. So what, what, what Peter doesn't get, I've been trying to explain to him now for, for eight years, <laughs> is that the basics Bitcoin's value is the service it provides. What is that service? That service is the payment system that's embedded within the money itself. Again, if you don't understand what Bitcoin has done, and by the way, everything I'm saying applies not just to Bitcoin but Bitcoin Cash and Dash and Monero and, and 2,000 other uh, uh, digital assets as, as well. So, what the innovation here is that it takes some these traditional properties of money the uh, facilitating trade through a unit of account, a store of value, and yes, it it is a store of value. And adds a third one, namely a settlement mechanism that allows for a cash-like exchange, regardless of geographic proximity. That is the magic. That's the peer-to-peer aspect of Bitcoin. That is an immense, unspeakable innovation. No monetary theorist in the history of the world ever knew or understood that there could be this kind of innovation of money that it could have built within it its own payment structure that's that's the blockchain technology it took 10 months from the release of the genesis block until the first valuation of bitcoin for that use value of bitcoin to be revealed to itself enough for it to to obtain its first uh, posted price at that moment it was the hinge of history we learned something new most of us
2: Learn something. Um, <laughs> so now you we'll know, the time to rebutt from each our, uh, of our presenters here before we go on to questions. So let's uh, reverse the order. Let's start with you, Peter. We'll go to Anthem, Jeffrey, Gary. Fortunately, so I, can hear,
4: I can hear what Jeff said because he's sitting right next to me. And I've said it 2,000 <laughs> <of>
2: times. So. <laughs> so, first of all, the fact that Bitcoin's price has gone from pennies to $20,000.
4: Uh, is irrelevant to the topic of whether or not it's a bubble. Because of course, by definition, we wouldn't even be talking about it being a bubble if the price had not gone up. And the fact that people believe that it's going to work doesn't mean that it will. And in fact, it still is not functioning as money. What it's functioning as as, is a speculative asset. People are buying it because they expect that it will continue to go up. Now, obviously, it's dropped 70% from its highs. It's now around 6,000. And so you know there are still people who think it's going higher. But at some point, people are going to be more worried that it's going to keep going down, and then they're not going to want to own it anymore. When Jeff says that Bitcoin is just like any other asset, like that puppy, the difference is you can pet the puppy, you can enjoy the puppy, the puppy can play with you. There's going to be some value that we're going to ascribe as human beings to having a canine companion, and we can compare the value of a puppy to the value of other commodities that also give us some type of value and that they give us pleasure. There's things that we can do with them. There's things that we can use them for. There is absolutely nothing you can do with Bitcoin. The only value is that you think you're going to get rich. It is a means to an end. People who are buying Bitcoin are buying it because they think they can sell it and make a profit. That is the whole mania. You know, get in and get your Lambo. They keep showing all the people that got in, all the kids that bought, and they put their bomb, it's for money in, and now they're millionaires. And yes, you could be a millionaire too. All you got to do is put your money in Bitcoin and you're going to get rich. And that is the allure. That is what's going on. But all that is going to change when the market starts to collapse. You have to have and actually, use. Money, as a commodity, had value before it became money. There was something about it. Gold became money because the gold itself was a highly sought-after, valuable, useful commodity before it became money. Money is simply the most liquid commodity because you have to have value to relate it to other goods and services, other commodities that you were exchanging it for. There is no way to relate Bitcoin to anything. It's only existed for nine years. Nobody can say what anything is worth. How many Bitcoins is a puppy worth? Nobody knows, and nobody will ever know. Right now, it's simply about going up. And when the price goes down to 1,100, the bubble pops, the air is out of it. Nobody is going to be talking about how successful it is. I hope, Jeff, that you, I know you got in. Like, I wish I had listened to you and bought a bunch of Bitcoin, but hopefully you've sold enough. So when the bubble uh, pops, you're not left holding a bag, because there's going to be a lot of bag holders. Like all Ponzi scheme or bubbles, the profits of the people that got in early are going to equal the losses of all the latecomers who have been buying in uh, over yeah, the last I- year or two. If I can... Alright, Anthem, you are going next, If you have yeah,
3: something to turn
2: up? I think so, because I think even
3: to add to what Jeffrey said about a payment mechanism, I'm sure that's true about all these different crypto tokens out there. What makes Bitcoin special is its security function. The reason people hold Bitcoin and its over a hundred billion dollar market cap is because of its security function. That's the reason people hold Bitcoin. It's the security layer. And actually, that application happened before price was ascribed to it, as Jeffrey mentioned. Because Bitcoin first started January 3rd, 2009, clearing. And so before price was even ascribed to it, the security layer was created. It created this decentralized security layer that all of us technologists who are known to build things and ship product out are really excited about this new layer because it allows us to have a digital playground that we can build on. Just like this casino, we're sitting on layers right now. The most expensive part of this casino by far is the foundation probably cost about two thirds of the entire cost of building this building. Bitcoin is very, very similar, it's the foundation. We're all used to using applications. Did you all know that when you're using the application on your phone, you're using the seventh layer of the internet, it's called OSI layer, if you wanna Google it right now. So we're using the application layer, that's all we ever know. Bitcoin secured the application layer, so there's no longer seven layers. We don't know how many layers there are now. So Bitcoin is the foundation of these new public blockchain software suites and all of these public software suites are going to rely or or do rely or will rely on bitcoin as the security layer so where bitcoin differs from bitcoin cash or dash or monero is its security layer and that goes down to when you're looking and doing diligence on different public blockchain companies really any company The founder, CEO, executive should be able to say in two sentences or less, what is the purpose of what they're doing? What is the utility of what they're doing if it's software, and what is the use of the token if it's a public blockchain project? Because that token should be a software access key. Just like those of you who are old enough to remember in the 90s, typing in that 16-digit alphanumeric code that Microsoft Windows had, software access key. They're still around today. We don't see them because everything is licensed through centralized cloud authorities. Amazon, Microsoft, Google, what have you, Dropbox, it doesn't matter. The way that these public blockchain software suites work is that the software access keys that people call tokens are distributed. And like a Nickelodeon requires a nickel, these public blockchain softwares require the token if they're really valid and they're not promoted My and they're true public, blockchain, software.
2: Gary?
1: I'd like to push on one thing, the idea of uh, international medium of exchange. So I publish books, Oxford University Press, they pay me through the digital, through the banking system, Mm. electronic money. I do consulting abroad, they pay me through the banking system. Why should I want to be paid through Bitcoin instead of through the banking
0: system? Well, it's it's faster and cheaper. Faster, faster than the credit card. Oh yeah, sure. It's an instant, instant settlement. And, and my payment to Australian instant. No, it's not instant. No, there's there's <laughs> lots of. well <no>, there's <laughs> cash. Yeah, there's lots. i of, don't convert it to but cash? But wait, I used to buy Apple stocks. So. There's counter, there's always counterparty risk with with these with these financial intermediaries. So you think the banking system will collapse? That's your. No, I'm saying that it's not settled. When you get, you think you're getting your money. That that is not a settled transaction. It takes what three, four, five days, two weeks. That's just true. I mean, it's the speed. Sir, look. And the three percent cost, or the ten yes, percent cost. that is it's the difference between a trust-based system with that has counterparty risk embedded if you because you have to use intermediaries, and a peer-to-peer exchange system where there's instant, immediate, almost free settlement, but, where 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 the where the transaction is finally settled. You know. You, the way to, I you know, I have a friend of mine who had to explain this to Janet Gillen, by the way. She she was completely blown away when she witnessed her first. Year. She said she said, oh, wait, who, what bank did you use? What what intermediary made this possible didn't use one? What company there's no company? She couldn't believe. it. And I understand you're incredulous. You're incredulous. Heck, look, to see a couple of old time, hands, you know, <laughs> I get it.
4: Yeah, to say there's no trust in Bitcoin, it's the ultimate trust. You have to trust that this digital nothing is actually going to be worth something. You know, Anthem says that the beauty of it is, is your is security. What the hell are you securing? There's nothing there. I mean, there, there is no limit to the number of cryptocurrencies that people can come up with. You can even come up with them every day, they can launch a new one. That can be better faster yeah, than kind of, kind of market. Bitcoin. Yeah, but, but so then what makes Bitcoin special? Nothing. All that happens is that it was the first one. Well, so what? When is there ever a technology where the first one is the best? Where the first one never gets improved on by
3: somebody better. But yeah, the fact that you you make one something one better means T-C-P-I-P. you can never accept the first one. T-C- T-C- just TCPIP just is one for all of us to use the internet, we use TCPIP. For all of us to use email, SMTP never been improved. So, we don't so know that's what well, we have yeah, it clear. Clear. And, and the reason that Bitcoin has value again is as a security layer that you can build on. It's software. It's all software. People are describing value to software because it's a security layer. But, this, but you, don't own, you don't
4: own any of that if software it has, when you own the Bitcoin. Yes, you own, it's like you telling me I own the world because I
2: have a car. I've, this is also Gary's rebuttal time. Well, you know, I got four bucks for
4: crypto I got
2: last week as a gift. I'm going to
4: it's it's between you two, because I will. Uh, uh, so this was actually Gary's rebuttal time. If you guys are
2: happy to just
5: move on, or Jeffrey, if you want to use your rebuttal time, you're avoiding
1: the main appeal of Bitcoin that I see, which is the anonymity. With the, it, what? the anonymity. Yeah, it's People do not want to well, uh, what they're doing. Okay. You know, and we We're just, not like, saying no, that. It's not anonymous. It's
4: not anonymous. Yeah, it's, they can track you.
0: They have better cryptocurrencies that are more anonymous. People think people think they're not. The, the purpose of the trust layer so you don't have to go into a bank and beg the banker and cough up all your credit history and your your, your status. Yeah, and but your yeah, but then if you want to if you want to turn your Bitcoin into dollars or euros or yen, you have got to deal
4: with the banking system. It's that. Yeah, now you're right back in it. So, Jeremy, oh, no. if you want stay to stay this stay time
5: to, no, no, you, I mean, know, you I can't, can't stay.
4: Well, you want to go out of the crypto ecosystem. How many businesses can
2: you spend cryptos directly? None. Nobody's taking crypto. That's false. No. want to you use your rebuttal time? You take you my the, Your rebuttal
0: time. You had three minutes of rebuttal time. That kind of got. Uh, so much said. Do you want to use it to rebut any uh, of the points uh, that were made? to me? Yeah. Time to everybody. Everybody. Uh, let, me, let me. Let me. Let me just. I. I think. Let me just add to your point about why Bitcoin seems to be uniquely valuable among the thousands of cryptos. Um, The think is your network aspect to it. I'm not sure I'm persuaded by your security point, but, you know. There is a network aspect. It's the first one out there. But the the important thing is that day-to-day in crypto exchanges, Bitcoin still works as the the trading pair for all the other currencies. That's why you see the market seem to always track the Bitcoin price. That will not always be true. That, that could change, and and I'm I'm not even here, Peter, to argue that that Bitcoin Core is the great currency for all time. I mean, it could it could it could be displaced by some 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 other financial innovation. I remember worrying in 2014 that the core developers were just a little too conservative, and that they felt like, oh my God, this thing works. Let's never change it again. You know, there was this I, you could feel it in the air. And since that time, we have seen a lot of innovations. You look, like the, you look at the Ethereum uh, uh, platform with the scripting language for smart contracting. That was that was supposed to be part of Bitcoin, but people got too conservative about it. You look at some of the innovations in Dash, especially with the governance structure. It's really fascinating. Or Monero, with the, which is an anonymous coin because it's it's spending all the all the public keys in, in, in a wash cycle. You know, very, so there's a lot of very interesting innovation that Bitcoin Core itself is not embraced just because it's such a conservative uh kind of tool it, uh, that may that may do it eventually i don't know
3: it's this is the security layer again and the miners are very antagonistic because they've got economic game theory they want to maximize their profits That's and true. until the miners see applications built on top of bitcoin being used there's no reason for them to lower the transaction fees. So. Yeah. If you Google Bitcoin energy consumption, you'll see that of the 230 marketplaces in the world and Bitcoin is really the only one powerful enough to be in that number, the rest of them are governments, Bitcoin rates 41 now. It's more powerful in the country of Switzerland, Ireland, Algeria, Israel. Literally, there's more power that goes into protecting, clearing, securing all the messages on this transaction from being reversed. What, what a waste of resources! Yeah, I know. It's a waste of resources. <laughs> in every such sh- 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 a shady or flakey practice is a notary public at the end of the day. You're protecting, protecting nothing. And so is the banking system wasting resources by
2: nothing. A lot of. So how do you solve exactly It's so hard for you guys to handle It's a notary public. I'm going to start a Okay, guys. This down for a second, and I'm just gonna stand here. Um, so we don't do like a back and forth, let's go to some questions. And um, rather than interjecting, we can take it one at a time, and you all have a a chance at answering the questions. Let us go to the first one. Hi, I'd like to separate
5: the discussion of Bitcoin from the blockchain because I see a lot of potential for the blockchain, and I know that even the Fed is looking at that as a competitor to Fedwire, but Bitcoin itself. Um, if I lose it somehow, like there was a Japanese scandal where the computers disappeared, who am I going to go complain to?
0: That, that, that's an interesting uh, issue, of who are you going to go to complain to? There are governance structures being experimented with now in the crypto space that do create a kind of a layer of, of accountability. You know, a phone number re- you and that's fine. Not everybody wants that. We'll, we'll find out. And the beautiful thing about crypto is it's actually opening up a market for all these kinds of issues. What's the first point? Yeah. Let me just be clear uh, about. Oh yeah. Look, if you could drive a, a, a wedge between blockchain and Bitcoin, Bitcoin value would fall to zero. Those are bound up with each other. You can't. You can't what? separate them. So what? What is the other point? <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> just so everyone in the room understands. It's, if you have your passphrase written down somewhere you can lose your phone your computer can blow up you know, you can find yourself shipwrecked on a desert island whatever you can never lose your bitcoin if you can recreate your private key so if anybody is experimenting with this and, and peter i'm sorry i didn't warn you about this because you are now a first time owner of crypto therefore a noob but <laughs> but but what you have to do is write down your private key somewhere keep it in a safe place yeah yeah you may not lose your bitcoins but
4: they may not have any value when you find them but let me answer your question about blockchain sure bitcoin utilizes this blockchain technology now any business can decide to incorporate a blockchain technology into their business anyway maybe you know airlines maybe can decide well we're going to give out our frequent flyer mileage Using a blockchain, we're just gonna issue tokens for you know, anybody can find ways potentially. So, I have no idea. Maybe blockchain technology will end up being a big thing, maybe other industries will incorporate it, maybe governments will incorporate it. I have no idea. But Bitcoin is not blockchain, it's just something that happens to utilize the blockchain. So, the blockchain can succeed, and Bitcoin can go to zero. It doesn't matter. The two are not separate. I mean, they're not connected. It's not like if blockchain is good, then that automatically means that Bitcoin's value is going to keep rising just because it was the first thing to utilize a blockchain. But because you know, you can find all sorts of ways to have real value tied to a blockchain. When you have Bitcoin, you just you're just you you just have nothing that's using the blockchain. Anyone else
2: have, have non question? I didn't
4: realize Peter was quite the technologist
3: over here. Wow.
0: <laughs> Uh, question over here. Oh, about the government cryptos are a hoax. They're like universally, like this Venezuela, uh, Petro. That's not. It's not really a cryptocurrency. That's just a debt instrument that that's called a crypto based on based on, on on oil. And if governments want to reform their monetary systems, I would suggest forget about crypto and blockchain. Give us a gold standard for God's sake. You know. agree yeah. But but leave crypto alone. That's all we need. We're, we're begging you, leave us alone. We just—that's yeah, all
5: we want. Yeah. Uh, question. Uh, I see one fundamental uh, point being missed in this debate is uh, the discussion about the difference between currency and money. So, I mean, I personally see like Bitcoin can possibly be a very good currency, but I can't possibly see how it can be good money. Uh, what code you know, as a store of value, yeah. I cannot imagine somebody storing their life's work labor and storing in a math formula uh, you know and storing that as as guarding that as opposed to gold which is again you have to spend an incredible amount of energy into mining the gold. but there is certain, something for thousands of years that has uh, it has proven the value of time that that gold does provide a store of value. And I cannot imagine any cryptographical mathematical formula. I mean, this is a debate dip- between dip- dip- physics versus math. Yeah. And physics will always, always, always overwrite anything. Yeah. Any You're practical. absolutely
4: right. The, the, the distinction between money and currency is currency, if it's legitimate, is backed by real money. It is convertible. Original paper currency was an IOU for gold, so it circulated in addition to real money. But it was simply me, yeah, a IRC a money substitute. It, 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 cur- yeah, but, but then there's also something called fiat currency, which is currency that's backed by nothing. That has actually nothing behind it except the, the legal tender laws of the country. But what, 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 what Bitcoin has more in common with is the fiat currencies that are issued by governments than legitimate currencies that were issued by governments and banks that were actually backed by money. But the difference is the digital fiat currency is not legal tender, has no history of use, is not used to pay taxes. I mean, there is some validity to these fiat currencies, even though they depreciate over time, and some of them may eventually go to zero. uh, They do have uh, more going for them than the crypto fiat currencies.
2: Just adding the point, Peter, um, this was brought up before, the definition of fiat, we need to be careful with that. For the definition of fiat is money by decree, not money that's not backed by things. So we may want to get on the same page with our definitions. Well, it's um,
4: irredeemable currency, so it's, it's, its value comes just from faith. It doesn't come from something tangible like legitimate
1: currency. Right.
2: Uh, let's go to our next question over
1: here. The D-hotel the D- on Fremont Street here in Las Vegas accepts Bitcoin. So uh, the claim that no one accepts it is false? Well, they probably
4: accept BitPay. They use, a, they use a company that will help you exchange your Bitcoin for dollars. I do the same thing at my gold company. We, we allow people to convert their Bitcoin to dollars, but we only accept the dollars. And I'm sure the same thing is going on with the hotel. They're making it easy for people who have Bitcoin to sell their Bitcoin to get the dollars
3: they need to pay the hotel. Yeah, because their expenses are in so dollars for do, do you, you have to match expenses when you're operating a company.
2: Do you have a, a question? Yeah. Mr.
1: Schiff says that uh, there's no use of uh, Bitcoin, but one use is that it can cross borders without uh, confronting uh,
2: government
0: patrols. And what's your, your question? What are your what thoughts on
2: that? Or?
0: Yeah, that's uh,
2: common. Yeah. As long as you
4: don't leave the ecosystem, yeah. You know, and it's, unless the government really cracks down.
2: No. I, I might take all, uh, moderator's prerogative and just ask a question because uh, we've talked a lot in this debate, uh, this discussion, whatever you want to call it, um, about this value. Like, what value does Bitcoin have at the end of the day? Um, and you said you mentioned the gorgeous little puppy sitting in the fifth row over there. That you know, it doesn't have the value. Like, you can't pass it like a puppy. So uh, what would you say to the people who would argue that Bitcoin revolutionized tech because it created the first ability to uh, have a digital asset that can't be reproduced? That was, that's the intrinsic value. That's the value of Bitcoin. That you, it's digital, it's something that cannot be reproduced, but it's a digital
0: asset. So, so would you say you that? Mean, that was the, the point that, that actually began to open my eyes to, to, to what was going on with Bitcoin. For a long time I rejected it. From 2010 all the way to 2012, I think you were in the space earlier than I was, right? But but I was rejected on grounds I didn't understand that exact point. I thought, well, the whole point of the internet and digital assets and things like that is their reproducibility. That that basically they have the, the ability to be you can make them again and again and infinitely. That's not a good idea to do that with money, actually, because then all you do is recreate the dog. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, we had to have scarcity as, as, as part of the digital money. And I think it, was, it wasn't until late 2012 that I finally uh, wrapped my brain around the fact that the protocol had solved the problem and, and Peter calls it artificial scarcity. Yeah. I mean, what we did is we, we, we gained the system with the protocol to make the digital world behave like the physical world. And that's amazing. And by doing so, we created the ability to transfer value peer-to-peer on a decentralized network anywhere in the world, virtually for free and instantaneously with Final Settlement. And that is amazing. Yeah, but the
4: problem, Jeff, though, is you spun up Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold. Why is that a problem? There's a choice, but there's 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 an unlimited number of new cryptocurrencies that can flood the market. Inflation in cryptocurrencies Mm -hmm. is massive, and then you have all these other cryptocurrencies that continue to be created and added to supply, and eventually there's not going to be enough demand to support the price. When you go to CVS, do you complain about the number of brands of toothpaste that are? No, because toothpaste can actually clean my teeth, uh, and you know, and there's believe me, there's not 2,000 of them, and people are not buying well, toothpaste to get rich. People don't think toothpaste. people aren't hoarding their toothpaste because they think the price is going to go up and someone else is going to pay them more money for it. You, there, the supply of cryptocurrencies is going is to continue to expand until <coughs> it overwhelms the demand, and then the price plunges. And Naomi wants to say that there's some type of value to Bitcoin. What is it? How can you quantify whatever Bitcoin has created, what it's actually worth? Nobody knows. Maybe it's, maybe they're worth a dollar a coin. Maybe they're worth hundred dollars a coin. Actually, I don't know. You know, Maybe they're not
0: worth zero. We'll and, find and, out. And Anthem they. is right. Anthem is right. The, the fundamental value of Bitcoin traces to its, to its technology as, as, a, as a tool of documenting. But it doesn't have a patent on that technology. Anybody can replicate it. Yeah, but it has by far
3: the most hashing power that goes into protecting it by far more than that. No, but yeah, it'd be really, really difficult game theory wise for something else to surpass all of the country of Switzerland or Ireland or Israel. It's like thousands, tens of thousands times stronger than Ethereum at this point. The very first entry. Hold on, hold on. The very first entry in Bitcoin had a print of the Bank of England bailing out all of the English banks. Satoshi Nakamoto used Bitcoin as a notary for his very first transaction. So, is a notary important to you? Do you think it's important when in your business that you talk with the person next to you and you know what they're saying is real? Because you don't right now. There is no data integrity right now, period. There's no way in the world to prove that what one person is saying to another unless they tie into Bitcoin. Because it's the only database that we've known that hasn't been broken, that has massive amounts of kilowatt hashing power, yeah, it's
4: actual all electric hashing power. power been
3: cracked in nine whole years yeah well the pentagon and rsa and microsoft and deloitte and equifax and target and Saks fifth avenue and those are the ones that actually have admitted to it that are smart enough and moral enough to admit it because guess what everyone has been hacked everyone has been hacked all you have to do all you have to do is go into the dark web i was just attending ultra high net worth rockefeller center deloitte the highest net worth people you can imagine their family offices and the cto of the J.P. Morgan is telling all of the crowd how to secure their phones, and that it isn't secure. And you have to use new emails, and even then, it's not secure. Because everyone really knows that software is not secure. That's in the know. Everyone knows, and Bitcoin is secure. That's why it's all. So as
2: um, yeah. uh, as was my question, I I. I confused as to why we're conflating all these different cryptocurrencies like because the bolivar has hyperinflation that doesn't affect the us dollar it doesn't make that worthless or every other government currency out there so i'm not You're sure right. i understand that uh, but i know Garrett does want to say something Peter here, but um, he's been
0: making the same point for years is it, it, as it, is if the you is don't understand that that every crypto lives on a different uh, blockchain ecosystem. There's not going to be a somehow a weird mix-up between Litecoin and. No, it's not about a mix-up. It just
4: means that there's, there's more cryptos products. out there that you can choose from, and there can always be one that becomes better. And then if somebody, if one becomes better, then
5: it makes the other ones obsolete. You know, to say that oh, this coin is going to have value when somebody else can invent one.